Retro Kills Hey guys, in honor of The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD coming out, we decided that the Zelda series was worth a look. <laughs> you might want to check out that Zelda thing. That Zelda. These it Zelda might games. have some staying power. Yeah, all these kids are talking about it because this new one came out, but maybe they don't know. This series has been around for a long time, and we're here to tell you a little bit about it. Dubstep. Retro kill screen. <laughs> <laughs> Way back in 1986, uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was kind of hoping you had something there. Oh, I well, start, I would have starting to go like uh, PBS I would have been impressed, thing. honestly, if you were just like back in 1986, and then a young game designer named Shikuro Miyamoto was like tired of jumping. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So he gave a little guy a sword, and... Well, whatever. What's the story he always tells? It's like, I used to explore caves as a kid, so I wanted to make a game that kind of did that, and then, like, dungeons and all that stuff kind of came together. You know, sure. adventures. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing he said. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Back what me are you up trying to convince of? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Shigeru Miyamoto said that at least, like, two or three times over the course of many years, so... Yeah. Anyway... Zelda games. I, I, do, let's not let's stick to chronological when they came out. I guess or whatever. Let's start with personal history. What was sure. the first Zelda game you guys all played? John and Paul, who are also here with Hi. me, the chatty guy. My name's Nathan. <laughs> I, I apologize. You're for, still bitter about that, aren't you? Well, I'm like already hijacking the whole show, and it's your guys' show. <laughs> so I'll let. To be you fair, guys. you're the one that's just like, okay, you need to make this happen to me, and then you message John yourself. Yeah, so you like, guys need to actually do this. Not, not so. like it was hard, really, considering we get together every week. We both get together every week for podcasts with Nathan. So, right. Yeah. So just be like, well, we should just figure that out at the same time, and then we'll talk about. And it doesn't help. help that Nathan's like the only fan too. <laughs> Looking forward to that retro kill screen, and he's just like, well, when's it coming back? Episodes. All the time. I'll make it happen, and then listen to it and be like, oh man, this is great. Zelda games. Um, so, John, what was your first Legend of Zelda game? Uh, Link to the Past. All right. Elaborate. Uh, I was... What, what year did that come out? 91 or 92? Um, let me look at this handy list I have. <laughs> it, we all have the Historia, by the way. So we're no, awesome. I don't. Oh, okay. Whoa. I thought you did. No, I don't own a copy of it. We had one in the house, but it uh, wasn't either of ours. It was a gift we bought for a friend. Okay, oh, uh, you're okay. 1991. You you were correct. Okay, so yeah, I would have been six when I rented it from a, a video game store, or from just okay. a video rental store. Uh, tried playing it and got stuck in the throne room because I couldn't figure out how to escape the castle. Oh, man. That's fair. Yeah. Right up front, just like, what? And the internet didn't exist back then, so... Yeah, I, w- I was six. I wasn't going to figure that stuff out. And then I... Rented it a couple years later when I was a bit better at games and went through the whole thing. Awesome. But I think by that point, I'd already beaten Link's Awakening. I just want, like, the end bit where it's just like, and it changed my life forever. You know, like, so it was a dramatic pause. And it didn't, like, actually. That's the sad thing. 
<laughs> it was pretty good. It was a it was good game. game. I like it. Yeah, but I think I like Link's Awakening more. Okay. Um, did you go to that right after? Or, well, like, that, whenever, whenever that it came out, was ninety three, right? So just like two years later, maybe when you rented it again and figured it out, then it's like, oh, there's another one out. Awesome. No, I, I'm pretty sure I I actually beat Link's Awakening before I actually went back and beat Link to the Past. Oh, okay. So that was the first one you cracked the code on, like figured yeah. out the whole thing. I I've never beaten beaten that one, but uh, I'm told I probably should because it's kind of weird. Link's Awakening is pretty good. Okay. Again, pretty good. So clearly profound. It's impact. it's my it's my favorite of the series. So it is really good, actually. Yeah. What is it like the surreal kind of dreamlike stuff going on, or sort of? There's like a lot of like hints to other IPs that Nintendo makes in it. Oh, okay, so just kind of like Nintendo history jokes, kind of like. Yeah, like, there, there's also like a lot you can do in the game. It felt like. Wasn't there a chain chomp in it? Like pretty yep. early. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've already seen some of that stuff. It's in the opening town. Okay. Yeah, no, I had it hooked up to my Game Boy Player. I was I was messing around with it a bit, but got sidetracked and stuff with uh, moving. That kind of yeah, no, I, I know what that's like. Yeah, but okay, let's bounce over. Paul, what was your mm. first Zelda experience? Uh, Zelda to the Adventure of Link. It's really early. Eighty uh, nine is when I played it. Okay, yeah. and it changed your life forever. Uh, no, I got stuck because that game's balls hard. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> As for a kid? Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it, it was one of those games, like, my parents bought a Nintendo Entertainment System when I was, like, one, like, really young, and my dad used to play, and this was the one of the games they got. So I just kind of grew up with it, and I would slowly pick away at it and try to figure out what the hell was going on. And I've never actually finished the game. I have gotten to the final fight, which is against Dark Link. Okay. And he always just destroyed me. And then I found out years later, when the internet was a thing, you can actually cheat that by just sitting in a corner. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't know that, though. You don't know that stuff as a kid. You go in there, and you're going for this epic fight, and dude owns you every time. Right. You're not just like, oh, I'll just crouch in the corner and stab at his feet. That'll be awesome. Well, they, maybe yeah. they're trying to go for something deep, like you can't defeat the evil inside you. Unless you cheat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, makes sense, right? I guess. Is, couldn't you, in theory, just be like ducking and, you know, with your shield and just kind of brute force it? Or nah? It's too Yeah. Hard. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you can. People have done it. I just never have. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what mine actually was. Like, I know... I, like, I remember seeing Ocarina for the first time and not knowing what it was. Like, I was, like, at someone's house. Like, I think it was, like, my f- friend's, like, my sister's friend's brother was playing this game. And I was just like, what is this? And he was just messing around with, like, uh, chickens in the town. So that's all I saw was just collecting the chickens. And I was like, okay. Like, I don't want them in cages and shit. Yeah. Like, it was like, well, yeah. I have an C4, but I don't think I'm going to buy this because it's some chicken game. Like, I just I yeah. didn't have any context at all. Um, but I also, like, remember it might have been around the same time, like, uh, yearly we would make a trip over to BC to visit my, uh, sister's grandparents, and there was just, like, uh, NES in the basement with Zelda, Zelda and Zelda 2, Adventure of Link, and I, those were, like, things I would 
chip away at, I guess, in the same way, but I didn't get far in either of them at all. Uh, so I'm trying to think what, like, the first... It probably was Ocarina again, but, like, reintroduced to me from a friend at school who lent it to me. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then I played that a bunch, like, over and over. I just beat that game several times. Got to the point where I was, like, racing it with a friend of mine. Yeah. Just memorized everything that happened. Um, And then I guess, yeah, past that point, I went about collecting a bunch of them. Um, And I I guess I've beaten most of them, but there's definitely been a few along the way, like... Oracle of Seasons I beat, and then Oracle of Ages I got like three quarters through, and was just like I'm I'm tired. I zelda out. I played too many in a row, and then kind yeah. of shell. And then you kind of lose track of where you were and what was going on. So now I don't know what I'm going to do if I ever revisit Ages. But you're going to start them from the beginning, pretty much. Yeah, they're they're not that long to be fair, but they are good. Mm-hmm. Like half a dozen dungeons in those ones, or I don't know. Uh, I think it's the re- the prerequisite of eight. Okay, so it's quite a few. But I don't know. Some of them are kind of tricky too, at the different time time periods and whatever. But I don't know. But okay, so like those are the first ones. Do you like now have a clear favorite? Like John already said, Link's Awakening is probably still one of the top ones. But and actually, I know Paul as well. Adventure of Link's one of your favorites still, right? Because it's different. Yep. Is that yep. really like it still stands out as being a weird one that's not quite in the formula? Yeah. How do you feel about the formula, though? Because I kind of like it. I can. Which formula it, are we talking about? We'll just like you know, go to dungeons, get the new item, use it on the boss, and continue. Like just keep. Well, doing I mean, it. that's been the formula from the first one. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, you're going to different dungeons and you get the different stuff, right? Is it yeah. not? I guess you can play them in different order in that one a bit, right? Isn't there a bit more flexibility? I don't know. I've only beaten the first uh, in one. The, one. In the in the first like, one, you kind of you can. You don't necessarily need the tool, I don't believe. No, you but, don't need it, but it makes it way easier. Yeah. And oh, meanwhile, okay. and the majority of other ones are like, okay, you almost always need it for the fight. Mm. Or for just like navigating this dungeon. It's just like, you can't open this unless you have the boomerang or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of right. psyched that they're changing up the formula a little bit for uh, Link Between Worlds, the new one. How is that? Like, what is their... Like, how have they said they're going to kind of tweak it a bit? Basically, like, self-conscious about people complaining about it. Like it's just like, why are you making the same thing over and over? And they're just like, all right, all right, we're working on it. Jeez. From what they said, uh, you can access the items from like a rental shop, and okay. uh, that you basically rent out what items you need to go to a specific dungeon. So you can do the dungeons in any order you want. Huh. Hmm. All right. So it's just like whatever strikes your fancy. Like it's just like this sounds cool. I'll do this one. And yeah, then... basically. Okay. But you obviously need to collect enough money to be able to afford the weapon or the item, so... Okay. Hmm. I guess we'll see how that plays out. That's uh, next month, right? November? November 22nd, yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I guess, yeah, that, that kind of introduces us to this whole notion of a timeline. Because that is a sequel yeah. to Link to the Past. Uh-huh. But, like, set a century later? So, you know, different dude... And I, at what point were you introduced to the concept that every Link is just a totally different guy? Because for me, I guess the ones I played like back-to-back were Ocarina and then Majora's Mask, so I was like, no, it's the same guy. What are you talking about? But then it's like, yeah, but the one in the Super Nintendo game is a totally different dude. And I was like, is his grandfather? What, what do you mean? It's just like, no, it's a different realm. And it's just like, all right, I no longer know what you're saying. And at that point, it all breaks down. But we're looking at a handy chart right here, Paul and I. Um... I'm I'm not 
that much less confused, though. More confused, because I was always under the impression that, like, there's a whole bunch of different, like, dimensions or whatever. A bunch of this stuff is happening at the same time in different universes or something. There's always the hero. There's always, like, the Zelda-type princess, and there's always the Ganon or evil dude trying to get the Triforce and blah, blah, blah. Right. But, and like that but then evil, Nintendo right. was just like, nah, there's, there's an order. And it depends on what happens in Ocarina of Time. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't like the timeline myself. I think it's weird and just kind of thrown together for the hell of it. They kind of have a paragraph in the Historia that kind of makes it sound like they're they're totally open to it changing as the creative teams behind the games enter into it. So... I don't think there's some like editorial person at Nintendo being like, no, 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 you can't do that. That is, yeah. that is totally out there. It's just like, no, nah, whatever. We're putting automatons and robots and Skyward Sword because that's rad. And guess what? It's also the first Zelda game ever. So it's just like, okay, yeah. they just never found those things again. Don't don't worry about it. Plus, t- I, we were discussing before time travel just breaks all logic with time, like chronology stuff. So don't get too bent out of shape about it sure yeah i mean that's where the linchpin is in the timeline right <laughs> the time travel thing so it's like that's what broke everything yeah so there you go i guess it makes then, sense like, in that way there's also like a flow chart element to it like whether or not the hero succeeds but i don't like is there honestly is some sort of ration like you know them acknowledging like well link if link failed in ocarina which he doesn't ever because if you beat it you win but, you know, what if? Then it tangents off to the Heroes Defeated timeline, which includes, like, some of the games we've already talked about. Link to the Past, the Oracle games, and Link's Awakening all fall in this, like... And the first two are all in this, like, weird, cornered-off timeline that pretty much never happened. What? Basically, hmm. it's like, well, we made all these games, how about we just... People think there's a coherent timeline, so let's make up one. Well, I, I'm, I'm I mean, pretty sure that's, that's, that's the what case. they did. Yeah, like just fans like, yeah. complained about it too much, and they're just like, "Here, here's our official word on it." It doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, all right, I'm looking at it, and just yeah, it's printed right maybe, here. Okay, so if you have Hyrule Historia, we're looking on page 69. However, yeah. maybe we'll quickly describe what the timeline is. What we're looking at here. Yeah. So okay. creation, Skyward Sword bunch of stuff happens in there the ancient battle and reincarnation of the goddess helia or hylia or however you want to say it like i never played skyward sword i can't say I, anything about it same okay and well, luckily it's technically not retro it is not retro so. i played it but we're not allowed to talk about it here so don't worry about it don't uh, worry about it <laughs> it does tie into like ocarina pretty directly but yeah don't whatever oh but it should be tying into the minish cap which is the next in the timeline those seem so weirdly out of place for me but i kind of just feel because they both have vati in it and they just like decide to kind of make him an earlier evil that maybe turns into what we now know as ganon or whatever but i'm not even sure if they're connected at all there's this evil sorcerer dude named vati who was in a couple of the games and oh no this is just regular four swords like this is just the one that came out on game boy advance i actually didn't realize that was a separate story than four swords adventures oh i know yeah okay that makes sense that is weird i thought adventures was just a more fleshed out version of four swords that's what i thought too 
it appears, yeah, Four Swords Adventures is the last, like, the most recent game in the Shadow era. So, amazing. But, okay, whatever. So, Minish Cap and Four Swords happen, Vati. Then we get to Ocarina of Time, which is kind of the, I don't know, the immovable, like, everything else hinges on this game and where it On the outcome of what happens in this story. Yeah, it is, like, the linchpin for everything. So, I don't know, do you want to describe how it branches from there? Well, I mean, there's two timelines in it, technically, I guess. Like, with the time travel thing, it basically rests on if you lose as Link and Ganon does all his stuff and blah, 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 then the Heroes Defeated timeline takes place, and we go into the End of Light and Dark era, or Era of Light and Dark, I should say. Yeah. Which, uh, Link to the Past, the Resurrection of Ganon takes place. The resurrection of Ganon takes place all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, because mm-hmm. right yeah. after that, it's Oracle like Dracula. <laughs> yeah, like, or like Castlevania style, like just all the time, every time out. All oh, look who we're dealing with again. But Sorry. like we were talking about it and kind of laughing, it's like, why would they keep resurrecting Ganon and not just like the prime evil from the start that started everything? Well, I mean, the the reason logically is their video games, and they came out way before this other stuff they did. But. <laughs> If you look on the timeline, it's like, why would they resurrect this dude and not resurrect whoever the hell? I don't know who it was in Skyward Sword. So, uh, in Skyward Sword, it is this weird. It's like just this giant black evil dark thing. But there's also this like weird sorcerer dude who's trying to do that, trying to unleash it. So yeah, I don't know. I'm sure. So that like, why like- isn't everyone else trying to re- release it instead? They're resurrecting. Ganondorf the thief who becomes the demon king Ganon. Right. Like why are you getting this kind of lesser form? I don't know. Yeah, just like the last dude we remember, maybe because but, books weren't written about the Skyward Sword era so they didn't know about it. Oh, there you go. All that information is lost. A lot of bad stuff happens in all the timelines. So it's like decline of Hyrule, like all these records are getting lost maybe. Who knows? But I guess it's weird because you go further down that timeline and then you get to the first game. Like, Legend of Zelda and Adventure of Link are pretty recent in the chronology of that timeline. Right. So, like, you didn't know back in 1986 when you were booting up your NES for the first time and playing it, but that was, like, the like ninth time people dealt with this guy. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> welcome. I yeah. Well, I mean, you never dealt with him in the Adventure of Link if we're going to go that route, but... yeah. Well, you isn't... prevent it, and yeah, that's right. If you get the game over screen, though, you see him there, and he laughs at you. Isn't well, he actually like Legend of Zelda one and two Link? They're the same Link, right? That's one of the few yeah. cases where it's the same guy. Yeah, in Legend of Zelda, he's like ten or eleven or something, and in Adventure of Link, he's sixteen. Okay, okay. and he is taller in the like the. Well, arc. I mean, yeah, they did that specifically because he grew. <laughs> there you go. So, that makes sense. I am taller yeah. than I was when I was. Nine or eleven or whatever. So. I don't believe that. that. I think that's crazy, crazy, yep. pretty crazy. So is the link to the past, Oracle Agents, Seasons, and Link's Awakenings link also all the same guy? They're all well. They're all in the same timeline. I don't think they're all the same guy. Because I, like, I'm, pr- I think Link's Awakening and Link to the Past are the same link. Yeah, I always it, thought so too. Because I believe they even state that like after defeating Ganon, Ganon link, in just a went link on a vacation. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they did. So that's the same link. So, and I guess considering it sandwiches Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, that is also the same guy, right? So he just goes on all kinds of crazy adventures. 
It must be. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that works for me. Nintendo told us it is. Nintendo is telling us that right here. So Golden Era slash Era of Light and Dark, that dude like accomplished a lot in a short amount of time. Also, these eras are maybe like five years. Sometimes. Yeah, these eras are really small. <laughs> Sometimes there's really long eras, though. Like, the era without a hero in the Ganondorf is sealed timeline is, like, centuries. Because that's, like, when Hyrule is flooded to set the yeah. stage for Wind Waker. But, yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah. So, mo- shifting over to the right, um, you have, like, Ocarina, like, accounting for what he did when he was a kid. And then what he did when he was an adult. Like, I guess, spoilers for Ocarina of Time. You get turned back into a child. Yeah, you get turned into a kid. Well, you yeah. you grow up at some point in that game, and then you can alternate between like seven years in the future and kid, right? Right. But then, like at the very end, you get sent back to live a childhood, which is where Majora's Mask takes place after. Okay. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. So yeah, and like Majora's Mask is a super weird one because it's almost like he leaves, and I've heard theories that it's just like this weird thing Link is experiencing, like, it's not, it's all happening in his head, like, it's all metaphorical, like, it's not necessarily even an actual thing that happened. I don't know. I have to play it again. But, either way, it happens in a totally different place, like Termina. He leaves Hyrule and goes to a different kingdom, and then weird nonsense goes on over there. Mm. Yeah, I think the idea was that he, everything happened, he kind of went on like a training type deal. Like, faced the evil within himself? Kind of, but the whole game or crossbow training specifically. Oh yeah, yeah crossbow training is kind of the real key to the whole timeline. It's kind of weird. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Presumably, that takes place just after Twilight Princess or during it, and it just is like, yeah, he had to practice a bit. Here's a game, whatever. Here's a game. <laughs> yeah, but I guess Twilight Why Princess not? follows Majora's Mask, which makes me feel like maybe I should play that and maybe I'll notice things that I'll like. I've heard it described as, like, another dark Zelda game, and I like that other one that was described that way, so maybe I should give it another chance. I've been thinking about it for months and months, that that is a thing that'll probably happen. Sorry, Did which one guys... are you thinking of another Twilight chance? Princess. Twilight Princess. I, actually, Twilight Princess is probably my second favorite, if okay. we were going to call Zelda 2 my favorite. So Zelda 2, you're labeling favorite, Twilight Princess is... If we're going to say that, then yeah, then this would probably be number two. They're probably on par because the way like they did Zelda back a long time ago and then the 3D Zeldas, I always consider kind of different. Mm-hmm. What like, is it about of the same coin. that Um, Honestly, I just like the look of it a lot. And uh, it was one of those games that I was following for a long time, the development of, and I just got really excited about it. And I wouldn't say I was really even let down. Even the parts that kind of sucked with being a wolf, I still Mm kind of dug because you're a wolf. So it's just like, I'm not just like this dude running around looking for my boomerang. Now I'm a wolf digging in holes and finding potions and shit like that. But I don't know. It was still okay. And I really, really like the end battle of that game. If anybody doesn't remember how that game ends, you should look up the ending. It's pretty fun. Okay. Uh, John, did you did you play through this one? I stopped at Snow Peak Mansion. Okay. So <laughs> to be fair, that is the worst part of that game, probably. Here's the weird thing: I didn't stop because it was like worst part of game or anything. I stopped because uh, I was playing it nonstop when the Wii came out, and then I had to stop to study for finals because I was still in university oh, okay. at the time. 
And then I didn't get a chance to really play it again for a month. And by yeah. then, I, like, I started working through Snowpeak, and I was like, I don't remember anything that was going on. I'm, I'll stop. You got okay. zelda You just kind of lost the plot, and then it's just like, I don't. I'll revisit this. And yeah, I, lo- I lost my mood for it, and then moved on to something else. Whereas, like, I was, I was pretty put off by just, like, little quirks about the Wii. Like, just the sound coming out of the speaker, and, like, just the that they flipped the game really bothered me. Just knowing that that had happened was weird. It's just like why he's he's well, right-handed. Then, you could have just played the GameCube one then, because they they just. I was going to say I played so the, I GameCube the GameCube version, <laughs> and yeah, I don't I didn't want to do all that stuff with the Wii, so I just got the GameCube one. No, that so I guess what happened was I then bought the GameCube one, but I'd already played like four hours of it. So then I was playing four hours of it again, and then it was just like I am so angry right now <laughs> that this has happened, and then <laughs> like years the years went by, and I just you know, got playing WarioWare Smooth Moves or something. Like, I just kind of forgot about it. So I have both copies sitting here, and at this point, I think whichever one I resume or just start over, it won't really matter, so I'll probably go with the GameCube one. Sure. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, whatever. I guess we'll look at that. And then, Four Stars Adventures, I had fun with. I actually played it by myself, um, which maybe is sad, but you can do that. Um, Did you guys play that one? The other GameCube one? Nope. uh, Four Swords? Four Swords Adventures, yeah, the GameCube. Yeah, that one's fun. It's really good. It was it was a fun game. I never finished it, but uh, had a good time playing it when I did. Um, and I guess yeah. Once okay, not only is Ganondorf back in that one, but Vati is resurrected, and that is kind of where they left that whole thing. So I guess they mm-hmm. could pick up from there at some point if they want to. Like Vat- Vati, the evil sorcerer dude, is back. But I don't know. Um. And then, yeah, heading over to Wind Waker, Flooded and everything. I mean, like, Wind Waker just came out again, so I guess people who... Like, conceivably, there's, like, 10-year-olds right now who didn't, like, you know, they were born when the first one came out, so they might as well just play the Wii U one, right? Flashier graphics. Probably. Yeah. If you're, like, a teenager or something, get Wind Waker HD. It's, you know, pretty cool. Um, Can we talk about GameCube games? Is that old enough? Yes. That's fine. Okay. Um, you got you guys like the Wind Waker? Some people really don't like sailing around. It seems to be. I am one of those people. Too slow? Is that kind of the? I yeah, I don't like the sailing part. Everything else, maybe I was just burned out on Zelda. I didn't like Wind Waker very much at all. Hmm. Okay. I was playing it uh, at a friend's place or my cousin's place actually. And, okay. Uh, I didn't. I got a couple dungeons in and then had to stop because I moved. And I just when I picked it up, I never actually got into it. Oh, okay. I guess that that was one I got way into. I guess that was that was like I was pretty primed for it cuz I mean between 2000 and 2003, I think when Wind Waker came out. Pretty sure. Like that was when I was getting all hyped up on Ocarina and all this stuff, so and I was like, "Man, there's this crazy new art style coming out. This is going to be awesome." And yeah, I played through that game a bunch. Like my favorite thing about it is probably the like the camera stuff, the way incorporate that into its own kind of metagame, where you're basically then making a bestiary by going back and chronicling all the stuff. Like it's like you're a nature photographer at that mm. point, trying to take a picture of the boss before you kill it, so that you sure. can then get like a trophy of it. In the special, it was just like a weird. Like I just got weirdly caught up in doing that because it's just like, oh man, like there's only one chance in the whole game to get this creature, so I need to you know pay attention. With the camera and all this stuff, I I don't know that that aspect to it, but the, you know it also has just some good story stuff. But yeah, this the sailing, 
Specifically, the finding the Triforce pieces seems to be everyone's like least favorite thing about it, and I totally get that. Yeah, it just <laughs> out the ending. Um, you know, like it's like you've already gone to all these dungeons and done this stuff over and over, and then it's like, hey, one more thing, go do this tedious C chart stuff, and it's just like that. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like Nintendo's really good at like coming up with MacGuffins and just like stuff for you to search out and ancient stuff for you to find and whatever. Like I feel they can get that stuff right a lot of the time, but something about the way it was handled in that one, even now, like ten years later, does re- does remind me of just kind of not the best times. Um, mm. But yeah, I guess more sailing happened in Phantom Hourglass, which I played recently. Did you guys get a chance to go through that one or? Yeah, which one? DS Phantom Hourglass. I I played through the first dungeon or two and then stopped. You hated yep. the controls, right? I'm not. A, I was not a fan of the controls. Okay. I agree with him completely. <laughs> do you know if like the new one coming out on 3ds is gonna do away with all that stuff or? Yeah, it's it... it's using the control stick. Like exclusively, or is there still touchscreen? There is probably want... still some touchscreen stuff, but I doubt it controls the same as those two. Okay. Uh, I guess I never played Spirit Tracks as the last one in this timeline, but uh, I did yeah, really I did dig. Either. I think it, like part of it is is just like if I'm far enough away from Zelda games for a long enough time, I'm like ready again for another one, and it sure. almost doesn't matter which one it is because it's just like yeah, whatever, man. I'll go on an adventure, find some stuff, fight monsters, cool. And you know, I guess if I don't remember where all the stuff is, then it's you know still exciting. So yeah, get, like every year or two. I can probably go back and get into some Zelda again. And I, I, I already did my binge this, this last year, though, so I'm probably going to be good for a little while. I'm not sure if I'll be picking up the new one right away, but I don't know. Are you guys, like, hyped for 3DS business? I'll nope. play it. Yeah. I, I got, I'm more interested in it now that they've actually said it's going to be a little bit different. Okay. And I've always been a fan of the 2D ones, so... Like the more conventional, top-down kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So odds are this will probably be the first Zelda game in a while I'll actually complete. Okay. Fair enough. I'm just trying to, like, yeah. like I, I liked Link to the Past, but I, I came to it pretty late. I played the Game Boy Advance version, like, eventually. I, again, I, I think I may have come in contact with it not during the SNES era, like, probably in 64 times like a friend of mine had it so i finally got to see what that was all about but i didn't actually pick it up for myself until it was ported to game boy advance and i know i finished it but beyond that i don't really i don't know i might have been using guides and stuff at at some point the internet helped me get through a lot of the zelda games i wasn't able to beat in years past like i did eventually beat adventure of link but that was just because the internet was there to help me so it's mm. just like, I don't know what's going on. Where do I go? And it's just like, okay, go over here. It's like, all right. And then like fight for a while and then be like, all right, I don't know how to defeat this boss. Check a guide. Like, I don't know. if That game's true. pretty linear, though. It is, but I guess I was still just kind of finding, wandering off the path and then ending up in all these kind of random encounter style it, stuff. It feels confusing, though. That's the thing. While it might be linear, it does feel really confusing your first time. I think it was, like, specifically finding a candle for the caves was yeah. just like an early stumbling block for me. Whenever I'd go over to my, like, sister's grandparents' house to play it, it would just be like, oh, I'm lost here again, right, this part, and then just kind of play Fester's Quest or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yes, you clearly made the better choice. Of I course. did not, but it was there, so I don't know. 
It has sure. spider on his face. It was creepy. I didn't like that game either. <laughs> Professor's Quest? Yeah. Not, not My good. grandparents had Super C, Super Contra. Okay. So, like, I always was jealous, and I wanted to take that game home, but what, then I wouldn't have anything to play when I was there. I never, I didn't have to contend with Fester's Quest, I guess, is what my point is. That's the like, there was definitely some other stuff there. They probably had, like, some Mario games or something, like, some old standbys I could just go to, but, like, yeah. You For chose the, Fester's Quest because Adam's family was so hot back then. <laughs> he was sick of jumping. I seem to, I probably watched that show. <laughs> right? That's just reruns of it. Thing. Oh, well, that's, that that's when the cartoon would have been around, too. Yeah. Okay. For sure. So yeah, Adam's family, relevant to our times. Um, Alright, now let me just uh through here again. Huh? I don't know, I'm just like continuing to look at this Historia and like, yo, Ganon's a pig, I don't know, what else do you want to like <laughs> delve into? <laughs> what was your favorite story in the Zelda world? We already kind of went into that because of the games, but... Does mythology interest you really, or is it just kind of a bunch of MacGuffins for you to go find? Like, do you get too invested in any of it? Oh, that's actually a pretty good question. <laughs> like, has it all the story? I don't actually? even know the answer, to be completely honest with you, because I like doing the gameplay part. Like, I like going to the dungeons and finding the thing, and then that makes my journey to the next one and through that dungeon, whatever, easier and kind of more. Like, you can alternate between how you're playing and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, I also do kind of like parts of the story. Like, let's forget about the timeline right now. I do like, I've always liked Ganon, just like this weird, evil pig, as you would say, I guess, thing. Like a demon type guy. I don't know. Evil pig wizard. I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He's got the skull on this chain around his neck. Like, he's pretty evil. And the trident. And big spiky shoulder pads. <laughs> what picture anyway. are you looking at of him? Uh, it's on page 143 of the Historia. Um, it is a link to the past art. Oh, okay. Of, I thought yeah. you were referring to like the Zelda cartoons. Game. Yeah. yeah. No. It almost sounded like you were describing him. Does he also have all that stuff in that one? Some of it, more or less. Uh, you, if we want to do a the, tangential the, question. The Ganon in uh, the show basically like wore a wizard's robe a black robe it was i don't know that's the only thing i remember about him and his voice was terrible mm. he he just had a rough throat he just needed a lozenge that's all like it was during the time of like when kids liked that about the villains though they had this stupid voice like skeletor and shit so it fit with the time i guess like that but, era of animation but it stands out now as being super corny yeah, watching I mean watching that show again is just hilarious <laughs> for reasons that I'm sure they didn't int- intend. But Well, excuse me. I still love that there's a full episode where like the big problem is that the what is it? Like his uh the King's Water Park or whatever wasn't ha- getting enough water or some shit. It's just something <laughs> dumb like that. It's like the evil wizard Ganon somehow is like not even involved in this and then it just turned out to be like one of those sitcom things it's like oh well the reason why there was this problem in the first place was actually because we accidentally tapped into a fairy spring and they got nervous and turned it off because they thought someone else was stealing it 
just oh misunderstanding yeah it's just so dumb. Dumb. <laughs> and freeze frame and everyone's laughing amazing yeah pretty okay. much <laughs> well i mean like if nintendo has to come up with like ideas for every game it's like imagine you had to make a show like every week link has to go on a quest eventually you're going to run out of important stuff to do and somehow they did it though with super mario brothers i'm not saying that cartoon was any better but yeah I, I am saying they were more enjoyable because they were just little episodes of references and weird things with the Mario characters. Well, I mean, keep in mind, Zelda kind of had to fit in between. I don't know. Actually, Zelda had the same time frame that the Mario cartoons had to do, wasn't it? Um, Zelda was every Friday or yeah. Thursday or something. Yeah, it was weekly and Mario was every day. <laughs> so even more stuff to come up with. But, I think yeah. it's easier when your story is about a plumber that gets sucked into a world full of toadstools <laughs> and dragon turtles. Yeah, they can just kind of make up stuff as they go along. Yeah. Plus, so plus let's be honest, game. they had more characters to work with in Mario. Yeah. Well, that was actually because Mario Project 2 kids. wasn't uh, supposed to be a Mario game, which is why there's all that weird shit in it. And that's what they used a lot of the show and rest of the stuff for. Like shy guys okay. and whatever. I don't yeah, know. exactly. I, I remember like, well, I mean, Toad, Peach, uh, Mario, and Luigi. Okay, Bowser. you're talking about like the main cast. Yeah, but like the other dudes are totally in that show all the time. Like Mouser has the German accent, which is amazing. <laughs> so good, Mouser with the German accent, and what the hell was the three-headed dragon? Oh, that like that, Hydra dude uh, is totally in there. Yeah, he's in there. there. Yeah, I don't so, know. There's just a bunch of like, do all the Koopa Kids show up or? I uh, no. don't think Koopa Kids weren't a thing yet. I don't think no. that show was. Koopa a Kids thing. didn't show up till the Mario Three cartoon. Oh, okay. Because okay. keep in mind, there were three different Mario cartoons. Yep, sure there, were. There was Super Show, there was Mario Three, and then there was Mario World. I guess I'm talking just to be specific. I, although you both know what I'm talking about is a uh, Super Show. Yeah, yeah. That, that's because we were talking about Legend of Zelda. So, you know, that, that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Legend of Zelda, I guess. Uh-huh. Ocarina of Time. Nathan, you like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I know certainly... if I particularly love it. Okay. I'm not sure yet. When I play it, I have fun with it. But, like, when I remember back onto parts, I remember bad parts of it, I guess. Maybe that's my problem. I shouldn't remember and just play it. John, what's your side? I am a little torn on that game now. Yeah, I like okay. I liked it as a kid, but I don't know if I like it as much as an adult, and I don't know if that's just me not liking the Zelda formula anymore, or just being a case of I played it too much as a kid, I'm kind of sick of it. Well, I mean, I have mm. played it so many times at this point that it probably wouldn't really give much to me anymore. But like, I think it's more just like one of those things where it's like you have to look at it as like this was a big breakthrough in terms of like 3d navigation and all this stuff like this was kind of a landmark technical achievement at the time right like, oh yeah i don't i don't think anyone is like bad mouthing this technical yeah it's more just like does the rest of it hold up still and i i don't know like there was the 3ds remake like were people still pretty keen on it then or did the kind of played how that. Old it was? i think mm-hmm. it's still rated pretty high I actually okay. played that and own it. Yeah, it's um, that was my revisit actually, probably within the last year to that game, mm-hmm. and uh, it's okay. Like it fixes a lot of the problems mechanically that I have with Ocarina of Time now, which I mean wasn't 
maybe that's actually why I have some problems with it now is that even though it was kind of an achievement for that time, it was also one of the first like 3D games to explore this space and like what you can do with 3D and an adventure and stuff like that. So it's still clunky kind of, but or maybe like kind of simplistic by today's. Like, it's just like this used to be nuts that you had to like look up at this part and shoot the the button, and you're just like, yeah. But now it's like obviously, of course you'd do that. Like it's pretty simplistic spaces, dungeon design that, wise. That's why I actually say Twilight Princess I like quite a bit is because I like what it it is a. Uh, the next step in like progression with technology and what we're getting these days for that old system, right? The Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask thing, like it just feels better in a lot of ways. And it's because it came out later, obviously for a better system or like more technically capable system. You might like but, Skyward Sword then. Cause that's kind of, I how think I, I will that game, but because like, cause it's even newer. It's just like, wow, Nintendo actually has been evolving how they do this. Like it's like a way bigger, grander thing in a lot of ways. I'm going to be um, and, petty. And the yeah. reason why I probably won't like it as much still is because I really don't want to use the Wii to play a game like that. I just like, want to sit down with a controller. That's I, it. I really, that was the thing that kind of surprised me though. I found the motion plus stuff like really oddly satisfying. Like it was just like really well tuned to that game. Like, you know, you, you pull back the bow and all this stuff, and it just kind of works. And it's just like, all right, this is cool. Like, even though the dungeon that introduces the bow was my least favorite in the game, the actual act of shooting the thing was like, yeah, this is pretty sharp. And then, I don't know, like guiding your bird around with the motion stuff, like doesn't necessarily change the game. It just kind of mm-hmm. adds a certain involvement to but it. But it doesn't hinder it, you say? I didn't think so, but... okay. Yeah, I got I got pretty pulled into that. Like that was almost like forty, fifty hours of time on that, and I was like pretty happy with ninety percent of it. So I don't know. It it might work out for you. I don't know, but I, I kind of I do want to see Twilight Princess to kind of see what you're talking about. Like you know, do you just mean kind of like dungeon design? You can see them kind of like really kind of going for it in ways they didn't before. Like, I wouldn't say so. If oh. anything, I would say Skyward Sword, from what you've described, some of the dungeons and what they do, I think that's way more innovative. Well, just with the time stuff, they managed to get a lot of kind of interesting stuff out of it. Like, it's just like, you know, they've done that before. Like, Oracle of Ages has two different eras that you're playing with, but it's happening kind of live. Like, you're just carrying a time crystal into an area, and that area is changing around you. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of neat to see happen. I don't particularly remember a lot of the different dungeon stuff of Twilight Princess. I just remember more of the world stuff, like, around the world. Oh, like the open fields and kind yeah, of Yeah, just that whole sort of thing, like riding your horse or becoming a wolf and everything's dark and weird looking and that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, I guess in that respect, I'm not sure. Like, Skyward Sword has flying around. You're kind of over the world, and then you drop down into it. So it's nothing like the sailing then, right? Not not really. Like it's it's okay. much faster in terms of getting around places. Um I felt anyway. Like there's a, there's a few quirks here and there. Like I felt they could have done the skydiving thing a little better cuz like as soon as you jump off the bird it kind of just transitions into a loading animation where I was like if you let me just skydive into the world every time that'd be awesome. I don't like this idea that when I put in Skyward Sword, I'm going to have to sit through 40 minutes of nothing until I get to actually play. I'm trying to is I'm trying to think if that's fair to say that's like kind of just how Zelda games start. 
like no, they have slow they, it's not at all introductions i don't know like even ocarina has kind of just like you know hey here's all these forest kids and we're kind of talking and there's this owl and he's going to tell you some stuff oh i'm not talking about that i'm talking about the tutorial i heard is terrible because it lasts forever uh I don't know. Like that's a thing that's hard for me to kind of really gauge because like I've endured far more tedious introductions to things. Sure. Uh-huh. Like specifically, the one springing to mind is Kingdom Hearts two. The one springing to mind to me is Final Fantasy thirteen. The first couple hours is so like another square. Yeah, like they just kind of like, hey, here's a really drawn out introduction to what's going on, and yeah, I didn't feel like I, I definitely went into Skyward Sword hearing that, and then I was kind of like oh, that wasn't that bad, was kind of my reaction. Like, it was like, maybe there was two hours of just kind of nonsense, but it didn't, like, I was prepared for four, maybe, I could say. So I was like, oh, you know, that was... Well, this this brings up what I wanted to talk about with another thing about this series. Mm -hmm. Is How do you feel about the change from where they're kind of holding your hand and telling you how to do stuff, either a lot right away or throughout the whole game? Compared to how Legend of Zelda, Adventure of Link, uh, like, I guess, um, I can't remember A Link to the Past. I don't think it really ha- held your head as much, but. Well, John was saying, where they just kind of. Th- the first castle, like, first time. Yeah. They tell in. you, though, like, hey, go to the throne room. I just, as a kid, as, a, like, a six year old kid, I couldn't figure that out. It's like, where would that be? I don't know. It's What's like, a throne? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, basically. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, um, no, like, but like, okay, let's go back all the way. And the Legend of Zelda, literally, you just start, and you have to find what you're doing. Same thing with the Adventures of Link. Like, you just go in, and they don't tell you anything, which might work against it. Maybe I'm just wondering, like, where you guys stand on that. Um, I guess like part of it was like you know in both cases with the first games I didn't have the manual and they actually do give you context and story in there. Sure. That was kind of a way they used to handle it. So like Zelda two, it starts and you're just like Zelda's already asleep on the thing and you're just supposed to leave and you're just like what happened to her? What's going on? And it's just like dude, whatever. You just gotta go. And it's like okay. Whereas if you read the manual, I'm pretty sure it tells you like oh there's this curse placed on her and she's in. It does. It it gives you the whole backstory of what happened between the games. So you're you're supposed to kind of go figure out a way to wake her up again, right? Is that kind of the impetus for your journey? Yeah, yeah. But like, like, so I guess in terms of like storytelling stuff, like I'm I'm glad they folded all that into the game. If you mean like, what about like Navi? Like press A to roll or something, just like over and over. That was not that specifically, but recently about like the most annoying Zelda helper characters, and yeah, Navi charted pretty high on that list because. Like, you mean, like, you know, holding your hand too much, guiding you around, like, you know, there's no discovery anymore, because it's kind of just pointing you towards the next, you know, waypoint, essentially. Sure. Um, I don't know, like, it's kind of a thing where it's like, with some of the old Nintendo classics, like, I respect, like, this was the first time anyone ever did this, but, like, for me, like, my example of, like, just, I can't enjoy this is Metroid. Like I just, I just am lost. I don't know where to go. Like I just am not having fun ever because I'm just lost. In the Zelda games, like I don't know if it ever got quite that bad where I was just like, I literally don't know what's going on. Did but, you ever play the first Legend of Zelda by chance? 
Uh, yeah, but you you mean the like some of the weird secrets in that game? Like yeah, because it I I don't know. In my opinion, the first time you play that compared to the first time we played Metroid, it does that. Where it's like, how was I supposed to know to bomb this sort of? Yeah, thing. no, like it's just a cold like drop into the deep end of the pool. Like, good luck, man. And there's what? Again, I don't think I actually successfully beat either of those first two games until I had the internet to help me. So I kind of copped out. I didn't. I didn't go through the frustrating like drawing my own maps and kind of just staring at the game and trying to figure out what's going on. Like I've heard that that was kind of a profound experience, like early gaming experience for some people, where they're just like randomly bombing stuff out of pure frustration, and then they find it and like jump off their couch and just freak out because they mm. did it. You know, like mm. that sounds awesome, but I never had to go through like all those trials i guess to get there so sure i don't know i still feel like the zelda games are kind of a little you know they're not as generous as some other games that literally have a waypoint like a giant arrow saying go there go there right now open that door like it's like you know it's like if you're paying you need to kind of read and pay attention it'll it'll like highlight a area and then you know kind of okay this is to the north. Oh yeah, there's the mountains, and then you kind of start heading that way or whatever. Like it's just kind of giving you information, sort of organically. Like it doesn't seem mm-hmm. too, too guided. And like you know, again, like we we've all said, like if you leave a Zelda game for a while and come back, like you don't know what's going on. So then you kind of have to start asking NPCs and kind of refresh your memory and hope one of them is like, Yo, well, bro, hoping you can find go. the NPC that you need. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> I I think Zelda 2 is one of them where there's an NPC that straight up tells you the way to go in some areas, right? Or just, like, the thing you need. Isn't that kind of how they handle it? So, like, you're just like, well, this guy's just saying I am error, so villages are useless. But it's like, no, dude, you needed to actually talk to this old lady and she would help you get the candle or something. Isn't that a thing? Or am I misremembering? Well, the, the, well, I mean, in your example, the candle's just in the dungeon, or whatever but yeah they do some of them are just like seek this in the east it's like okay so i need to go this way now like i at least know which of the four directions i'm supposed to be generally heading in or another guy's like give my note to bridge man or whatever and then like (laughs) you go and talk to the guy and he puts the bridge down for you because you have the note so there are specific npcs that are basically like do this now Mm -hmm. and that's what you do but yeah, like, they they like, have throwaways in there. Like, come talk to my grandmother, and she's like, "I will refill your health." It's like, oh, okay. So I don't know why there was this NPC to direct me to the NPC right beside her, but uh-huh. whatever. I guess I generally look at that stuff as like this is not like the designers were trying to be like, oh, like the, they'll try to figure it out. It's more just like the game was incapable of conveying enough information to me. And that's just frustrating. Like, there's nothing puzzly about it. Like, it's not like I'm missing something. I'm just not... Like, there isn't anything for me to kind of go off of. Like, there's no map screen, for example. You know? Like, that would be really good. But they just didn't do that. So, like, I still look at it as kind of like the games have been iterating off of each other. And that doesn't necessarily mean the newest Zelda games are the best Zelda games. But they've kind of generally trended towards figuring out the best way to kind of convey relevant information to me. And maybe you could say they've kind of stagnated over the last decade. Like they've kind of been generally the same, but they're still pretty solid. Right. So, well, I mean, of course we wouldn't be talking about them if they weren't. Yeah. 
So, uh-huh. or we might be if they were really bad. Well, you know, know, like there was definitely some people bristling at like every time a new Zelda game comes out, there's like a percentage of people that's just like, did they change it? No. All right, I'm good. Like they're just kind of there's a part of the crowd that's checked out at this point. They're just not interested anymore. And I get that. I was kind of there for a little bit here and there, but I eventually just keep coming back to it because there's not that many adventures like this available. Like, I mean, you could say Darksiders was kind of going in this direction for a while, but I don't think those will exist anymore. And also, I was not exactly feeling the second one. So it's kind of a shame, but like no one else is really doing this kind of grand swords and sorcery type thing this way. You know, like there's there's Elder Scrolls and whatever, like there's other stuff, but it's not like this kind of puzzle centric uh, adventure stuff. So I don't I don't know. But I guess. Yeah, I kind of want to like turn your question to John, just because like you're a fan of older games, generally speaking. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like they've kind of lost something like the challenge is gone and then they're not interesting anymore? Are they too help helpful? Like, they they hold your hand a ton. No one okay. will ever deny that. Look at well, Skyward. They, look at Skyward Sword, where pretty much everything you picked up had an explanation for what it was, even mm-hmm. though you've picked it up in the past. Oh, I did hate that. That is true. Like it's like I already found this. Why are you telling me this again? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like almost pretending you have the worst memory. You're a goldfish. Yeah. Like it's just like in case you forgot, this is for this. And you're just like I okay thinks game so fair enough i kind of forgot about that i almost thought that was a glitch at some point like it was just like no i picked up a deku seed before it knows that right but just like yeah but you powered off the system since last time so reminder but okay um what was the most recent one you played through to completion to completion would be minish cap okay um and that was back when we had first started top Ten perspective Oh yeah, Were you uh, that was that was show? back when I was playing yeah playing games during the show. Okay, I did see if I could beat a game that. I don't remember much about it. Like I mean, Ezlo was a cool kind of supporting character guy. Like it does big world, small world stuff, right? Yeah, uh, um, I believe the villain on that one was Vati. So. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it's kind of the first appearance of him in a way, according to the timeline. Time, timeline wise, yeah, yeah. Um, that like I guess Capcom was involved with the portable ones for quite a while. Like that was there. They did all the Oracle ones, and they were involved in uh, Minish Cap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, was it was it again just kind of like the formula is well worn, but that was fresh enough to do stuff with, or was there something specific about Minish Cap that made it like compelling enough? I think it was mainly the fact that it was portable. Hmm. Not going to lie, I think it's the fact that I could just kind of play it wherever I wanted at my leisure that got me to continue playing it. And that's probably the thing that doesn't usually happen with the 3D Zeldas. Like, I thought, I I bought the Ocarina of Time re-release for 3DS mm-hmm. because I specifically wanted to play the Master Quest of Ocarina of Time. Then I found out I had to beat the game normally to unlock Master Quest. And I was like, no, nah, screw that. Not yeah, me. that's so dumb. So dumb. Hmm. It makes sense, but it's like, oh, that's that's really not what I wanted at all that is kind of silly like it's like the people that would be most interested in playing master quests have probably played ocarina of time before (laughs) so 
<laughs> just make it another option on the menu. But maybe they don't want new players to stumble into something crazy. I don't know. But again, it's not like they can't just back out of that if they find it too daunting and play the normal game. So, I don't know. I, I played Master Quest on the uh, that GameCube kind of bonus disc. Um, I forget if I actually beat it. I remember it's just the dungeons are super weird. Like, it's just like, there's a cow in the wall. Hit the cow's head to open the door. And you're just like, what? It's like a remix. It's like a really weird remix. Um... But yeah, that was specifically in like the third temple, like the Zoras thing, with the like you're in that weird jelly creature. Yeah, yeah. Ja- um, what was his name? Jabu. 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 Wasn't like it? It was like the King Jabu or something. I don't know. It was a whale, and she got sucked yeah. in. Yeah, that was, that was just weird. I, I forget if I ever went much further in Master Quest, but it's kind of an interesting alternate way of doing it that's that's kind of just the thing japan would do for a while right like the mario lost levels is kind of in that vein too it's just like it's the same game but harder so extra challenge yeah exactly um hmm portable yeah i guess i don't know i haven't really like done zelda games on the go as kind of like even with phantom hourglass it was just me sitting at home playing it like it wasn't so much I'm going to play this on the bus kind of thing. Mm-hmm. doesn't really fit how I would play these normally. but um. So, good old internet. We lost yeah, John. We lost John. So I was and kind of, um, well, I we're was... going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll come back with listener comments, questions, and all that stuff. Okay. And maybe a few more lines of inquiry from Chatty there Cat. Anyway. <laughs> there you go. Well, excuse me, princess. Okay, we're back. Hey. 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 Portable Hi. Zelda games. Yeah. How you doing, John? Yeah, portable Zelda games. Yeah, yeah. we were just talking about those. Um, so, Majora's Mask. Totally Majora's cool. Mask is just a game I kind of want to give a bit of a highlight to, I guess. Um, just, I don't know. Like, it was not my first Zelda game, but it was kind of... Like, the more and more I've played, like, other ones, it kind of starts to stand out as just being, like, this weird oddball. Because, like, it doesn't have a lot of the things you're used to, and then it also has this nuts time travel, like, loop thing that basically reminds me of the Bill Murray classic, Groundhog Day. Yeah, exactly. Nightmarish, horrific, weird version of it, and I don't know. Like, I played it again for a while, like, a few months ago, and it's just a creepy game. It is. Just a weird, demented thing, and I don't know. Like something about it makes it like just that much more compelling to me, but also kind of bothersome to me for all the reasons we talked about already with like the technical stuff. Like it's an ugly game now, just yes. you know, in terms of like this is early 3D, like this is N64. They're kind of pushing that hardware as far as they can, but at the same time, like these are the muddiest textures ever. <laughs> but that's all you could do. So I'm kind of like having to put up with this kind of middling looking thing in a lot of ways, but it's still got such a cool design conceit at the core of it that it's still great. But I, I kind of do wish they would do the, you know, 3d remake thing. Like, you know, they did the 3ds Ocarina upscale HD, all that stuff. Like if they ever saw fit to do that for this game, I would be stoked. But at the same time, it was not one of the most successful Zelda games so I get why you wouldn't, but I don't know. 
it was an interesting follow-up to what is arguably one of the highest-rated games of all time. Yeah, like, that was the game that's, like, established all this stuff, and then it's like, well, the follow-up, what do you do? Turn it totally upside down and do weird stuff, but at the same time, it's like, well, it's the same engine, it's the same kind of graphics, like, I don't know, it's less charming and, like, lighthearted, for sure. Like, it's kind of a nightmare version of... Well, the way it starts is uh, nightmarish. Yeah, like, it's just like, you just get robbed, and you're just left on the side of the road, and then you find this, like, weird like sad kid on his own who finds this evil mask and the moon is going to destroy the world. Like, it's just like, I like that it raises the stakes in a lot of ways. Like, it's just like, no, the planet is going to end unless you do this thing and you don't have enough time to mess around. You got to get going like right now. Like there's the stress, the clock adds to that game is kind of the worst thing about it for some people, but it's also like what makes it unique and really crazy. So like, I have all these memories of just like, you know, racing to beat the boss, and there's, like, literally a countdown timer on the screen. It's just like, the world ends in 55, 54, and you're just like, ah! Like, that kind of manic stuff is only possible with those kind of pressures put on the player. But at the same time, like, imagine you get to the, like, last second, and you're just like, all right, well, I got to reset and do that whole dungeon over again. Like, that is kind of a messed up thing to ask of a person like just like hey you know that thing you did for the last two hours yeah why don't you do that again but better you know like that's nuts but i kind of respect it for going that far into like crazy town so i don't know it's like yeah yeah, it's kind of transformations how it looks like link is in tremendous pain every time every time yeah like you can skip that animation but if you don't it's just like him screaming as the mask like folds over his face and changes his body and it's just like this is really weird it's like Like, jim carrey's the mask only terrifying yeah it kind of is like um he just looks up he's like ah and then turns into azora and some of their side quest design too like it taking the time stuff into account and like this clockwork city you kind of have to figure out like it's just like Mm. oh i missed this happening so i can't do it anymore because that only takes place at noon on day two. So, great. You know, like, just kind of, like, weird dilemmas a time traveler would face just in the mechanics. And just kind of, like, the the way it handles kind of the tension and stuff of all that. Like, you know, end of day one, and it, like, starts zooming in. Like, zooming out, rather. Like, the screen gets smaller and smaller. And then, like, like, wall of text comes up. It's just, like, beginning of the second day. Like, it, it handles its stuff with, like, a lot of drama. And I, I don't know. I still, yeah. like, despite its kind of primitive visuals and stuff, like, it's still a kind of amazing game. <laughs> um, I, it's another one I kind of intend, like, I have the, you know, the Wii Shop download version of it or whatever. So that's probably the one I'll go to. Um, so, like, revisit it again. But, uh, yeah, I just kind of want to highlight that one as, like, not my first Zelda game, not necessarily, like, generally speaking, the best one, but kind of my favorite you know for the same reasons adventure of link stands out as being like this is pre-formula this is them kind of still figuring it out like it's not it's not the same like this is them kind of toying with the formula in a way that i thought was pretty meaningful um so yeah like i i I don't like i i love the formula still like i like you know and a lot of the aspects of it are still in there like go to the dungeons get the stuff but just the way they contextualize that stuff and kind of 
mess with it really ch- kind of changed it all for me. So I, I don't know. And again, I, I was in it was an impressionable time too. I guess like I can always be like, well, I was like 13, so it was really you know an interesting game experience, but also an early game experience. So it's probably not objective, but it's still interesting to revisit, actually. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it holds um, up. And Adventure of Link, I'm trying to think like that that one I did like because of the RPG mechanic stuff. Like it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, why did they never do this again? You know, like it's just like you actually have to go fight dudes and level up your stuff, and mm-hmm. like. You know, just putting an extra kind of layer of character management on it. I mean, they they do some of that stuff to some extent in Skyward Sword. Like, you're leveling up your equipment. Like, you're kind of... Well, not leveling up in terms of the more you use it, but you can kind of find stuff that buffs up your stuff. I don't know. They have a, a decent way of handling kind of a deeper you know, control over what your guy is carrying around with you and stuff. Like I, I don't think I had the best shield or whatever by the end of that game, but... There's kind of decent reasons for you to go explore and find more stuff. But um, I don't know. So, yeah, there's some interesting kind of specific points on this time, like, you know, on the list of games that stand out as being interesting things. But um, anyway, let's move on to the final segment. Is there, like, any, like, one game John wants to spotlight? Be like, yo, here's why Link's Awakening, that whale. CDI Zeldas, yeah. Yeah, we didn't really talk about that. No, we didn't. Because I didn't, I, I can't, I have no way of playing them, so. I guess, I do. do you want to illuminate us a bit on those? Because I know they're, like, the black, the blackest of the black sheep. Like they well, because no they're not even made by Nintendo, like, not at all. Yeah, like, they're not in this book whatsoever. There's not even a paragraph saying, we apologize for that thing that happened. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like, what, what, what is it with those games? Like, is there anything remotely noteworthy about them? Or is it just they are a thing that came out and that is kind of what the only real noteworthy thing about them is that like at least the cartoon ones uh, play exactly like Zelda two. Okay, so side scrolling, jumping over stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, there's there was animated cutscenes, whether you thought they were good or bad. Um, there was an overworld that you could just kind of click on where you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. It, it was a little cheap gameplay wise because you didn't really get like if you got hit you could get comboed essentially. Oh, like just infinite loop. Like you, the animation to recover is too long and you just get hit over and over. They're more like you just get hit and there's no actual animation. There's no actual like period of invincibility. Oh. Okay. Oh man. Okay. So it's just like hit, 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 dead. Oh. Yeah. Usually, like, you'll get flinched back from, like, a physical enemy, though, and you won't just get destroyed. But if, like, a bunch of projectiles are raining down on you and they all hit you at once, your entire health meter can go away. <laughs> wow. And your health that only is. goes up to, I believe, five hearts. Ever? Like, that is max? Yeah. But uh, oh, the hearts at least count as halves, so. Okay. Or, they, or I believe they can. Hmm. That sounds pretty bad, but. Yeah. Okay. Like, I guess there's a whole aspect of all of these, like, in one of them, you get to play as Zelda herself, right? Yeah, like that. That was kind of highlighted. Two of them, well. technically, because there was three. There was the two cartoon ones, and there was the live action one. Okay, like that has been kind of pointed out as like, well, you know, th- these games are as guilty as any in the damsel in distress setup. Like for sure, there's a princess, mm-hmm. and she's always going to get in trouble. But I don't know. I, apparently, they don't play especially well anyway. So it's not like, yeah, female empowerment. This is the one. 
it was also on a system that barely anyone can play, and, and the emulation for that system is not exactly the best. So for the Philips CDI or yeah, yeah, those things. <laughs> I never thought as of Princess Zelda as the princess in distress myself. No, the, not like, usually. There's enough examples for me of her kind of doing stuff on like Skyward Sword is a pretty good one. I thought even though there okay. is a point in the story where things go a little bad for everybody. Again, the game she, I didn't play. Okay. I know, but she's kind of going on her own adventure, like, parallel to yours for a lot of that game, which I was like, yeah, cool. And, like, Tetra is a tough pirate lady. Um, but I guess once stuff happens, you know, Princess gets captured. There's an evil. I don't know. Like, it's just kind of, that's just part of, like, their Triforce dynamic, right? Like, there's power, and he's going to try to mess with everybody. So, that's just how it goes. I guess I guess one more question, just generally. Do you guys rename your link, or do you just Never. have link? Depends. Okay. Do you have any examples of names you've gone with, or usually it'll be like either John or Proton or something okay. like that. Okay. I guess I do do like Krasnor, my my gamer tag, but uh, I loaded up an old cart somewhere, and it was like Frodo. <laughs> so, <laughs> mixing my fantasies. <laughs> So, the grand adventure of Frodo, <laughs> sword wielding hero. I just saying that's the thing I did. Um, I don't remember if there was any real other ones. Yeah, probably just Krasnor, Kraz, maybe if I want to shorten it. Kraz, Kraz. Joe's yeah. blazing four twenty XX. No, I haven't done that. There's not enough X's at the beginning and the end of your name, Nathan. You need to fix that. Well, there's a character <laughs> limit in those older games. It's true. Actually, probably in all of them. I think there was a character limit yeah, in the other ones. I, I think there's four to six in Link to the Past. S- I want to say six in the original Zelda, and maybe even in Zelda 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so if it's seven, which is Krasnor, I would have to shorten it. Yeah, so I, believe tra- I believe traditionally it's six. Krasno. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't <laughs> done that. Um, And now I'm just, you know, dude, if you enter Zelda in the first Zelda game... Oh, check out what happens. It's great. I guess. Hey, did you guys ever beat Second Quest? No. Of which one? The first one. I never beat the first one. Oh, at all. Okay, I did not beat. I, n- I never beat the NES ones. Right. So now at this point, like all the super hardcore Zelda fans are just like, "What? I've been listening to these dudes. They didn't even finish it." They're so maybe. A, well, maybe keep in mind, like I said, coming out. Keep in mind, I said I started with Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I don't think there is a second quest in that one, right? No. No. Okay. Anyway, okay, on to the final questions, queries segment, right? Yeah, exactly. I'll close this Astoria so I don't get, like, any other stuff stoked up for me to talk about. So. Get all excited? Yeah. It's like, wait, I found something. Page 98. But, yeah, now I'm going to see what's on page 98. Anyway, continue. All right, so we'll start off. We only got one voicemail. It's from Meowth900. Okay. This is for, uh, uh, what's the name of this podcast again? Yeah. Oh yeah, Retro Kill Screen. It's been the one that I thought was dead for a while. Since we're talking about Zelda, do you prefer Link or Zelda? I personally prefer Link because he's a badass. Just as a character, like just who's cooler? I mean, Link isn't, like, he's kind of a blank slate all the time. Yeah, Link's kind of an yeah. extension of you, so... Right. I like Zelda. I've who always you, actually. Who do you think's cooler, you or this 
<laughs> female character. <laughs> yeah. So, I I mean, I don't know. I kind of I'm trying to think if they've ever really given Link more character details. Like, I mean, in Link to the Past, he has an uncle, so that's a thing. That's like a character thing he has. And but he dies like in the very beginning of the game. He does. And then in like Link the uh, Wind Waker, there's like a grandma and all this stuff. But Twilight yeah, Princess. Gen- remember, he's part of that village in Twilight Princess. There's there's all he's like, like a shepherd things. or whatever. Yeah, like they they kind yeah. of have little things. He's but... a knight in training in Skyward Sword. Yeah, like generally they they just kind of do more character fleshing out with Zelda. So she's all, she's not always the favorite. It probably varies from game to game, but. Like, you know, I know maybe I brought it up too many times, but it's also a recent thing. Uh, The Zelda they write for uh, Skyward Sword was a pretty good one. Um, Tetra is a pretty good one. Um, I guess, you know, in a way, because uh, Tattle is kind of telling you the story, um, the link in Majora's Mask is kind of in an interesting spot. But I still find, like, Skull Kid more interesting as, like, a what is that guy's deal. Yeah. So even then, he's not really the standout character. Like he's a little too, too generic. But unless this was a Smash Brothers question, it's like who do you play as? Because you know, then it's Link every time. Well, then yeah, it actually, then it would definitely be Sheik. Oh, okay. Sheik, I believe, is the highest out of all the Zelda characters. Is always the highest rated. Oh, okay. I, I'm also a scrub at Smash Bros. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you scrub, get out of this conversation. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. Just generally speaking, in terms of character stuff, I guess Zelda's more the focal point of the stories. So Link's fine, though. I, I'm not gonna like. I guess in terms of like badassery, that trailer that kicked off the Twilight Princess hype train was historic. Like that yeah. crowd lost their minds, and I was there at home watching on my computer, almost losing my mind just as much. Like I was really excited. Yeah. So that rush of just like. Oh man, this is this is crazy. This is great. Um, Who do you think is yeah. more iconic looking? Probably Link, right? Yeah, just like the tunic yeah. and the sword and all that stuff. Because keep like in mind, that. he always has like a set like look. There's a base to Link design. Zelda, her yeah. dress and her hair style and everything seems to change a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Link is almost always consistent. Women never ready. Am I right? Always hey, changing their hair and their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, next I got Twitter stuff here. Okay. Okay, Wayward524. If you didn't cover it otherwise, what is your guys' entry point into the series? Any games you haven't tried but want to? So uh, we did. We covered right away the entry point, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. But what about games that we haven't tried yet and we want to? Uh, there definitely are some for me, but uh, I can let you guys kind of kick it off if you want. I don't know. John, go ahead. Link Between Worlds. The new one? <laughs> yeah. The one that's not that's out yet. That's coming out. That one's going to be sweet. Um, There isn't any that I'm really like gung-ho for wanting to try, because I've played at least bits and pieces of all of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think the only ones I haven't played like ever are is the... Uh, the hard to find of the CDI Zelda's, that's Zelda's Adventure. That's a live action one. Oh, okay. And Link Between Worlds, which I've passed the demo every time. Oh, yeah. I guess I just watched footage of it at PAX. I didn't actually touch it and mess around. Mm. With it, so I don't yeah. know how it plays, but. Yeah, okay. No, no. I've, I've got the answer Link's Crossbow Training. 
I haven't played Link's Crossroads Journey. That is actually kind of one of the weird things on this timeline. Well, not the timeline, but Shigeru Miyamoto's Hyrule History, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is on page three for those who are following along in their books at home. Um, but I, I've kind of grown curious about that like subsequently. It's just like, I should probably just have it. I mean, it was $3 and just lying around in piles forever. When yeah, because people kept eight. trading it in. And I just never thought, like, yeah, might as well add that to my collection. And now I'm kind of up the river on that. I just don't have it, and I feel stupid. Even though it's probably garbage. Like, it's probably not great. It, it's actually not that bad for what it's trying to be. Okay. Um, but you have to keep in mind, it's trying to be, like, that. Yeah. It's just a essentially a game they made to go along with the Zapper. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just here's a demo, like a... Uh, what would you call it? Tech demo. Like it's yeah, not even yeah. game, really. Um, I guess I do have one I've never ever played, and that is uh, Spirit Tracks. Mm. Which oh shit, I forgot about Spirit Tracks. Actually, you're right. You, you haven't played it either. No. Okay. Well, but then I mean, again, it's, like it's, if it's any if it controls anything like yeah, Phantom Hourglass, then it probably wouldn't really appeal. But whereas like I came out of Phantom Hourglass pretty pretty hyped about it. Like I was like, man, that was great. So there's no real good reason why I haven't investigate spirit tracks and in fact looking through this book before the show i saw there was a dessert train in it and that is just i i guess the word is adorable so i should probably get that dessert train and go riding across the rails on go enjoy the dessert train yeah i might i might end up playing that at some point um but yeah so spirit tracks is one i've never ever gotten a chance to look at and not for any real good reason and then as we've kind of like there's a few over the course of just playing a bunch of them i never finished them or only started them like twilight princess i got like barely three hours into it maybe four hours um and uh and i guess i've never actually played the original four swords like the because you'd need multiple game boy advances to do that right it's you know what it, there's not really a story to the original four swords it's just like mainly gameplay and like a a specter of story like oh vati got free and you're now four links so go save zelda and collect rupees and yeah, and they compete against each other. There, there is definitely more story to Four Swords Adventures. Yeah, I've played that to completion. So, maybe but like I'm... Four Four Swords is basically just three stages. Okay, so maybe that's... Bl- maybe four. I believe you can unlock a fourth. Okay, I'm actually looking. There's a DSiWare Four Swords Anniversary Edition. Rules. Yeah, but I don't think you can download that anymore. I think if you didn't get it when it was free, you missed your shot. Okay. That sucks. Uh-huh. But that came with like three extra stages, and like they changed your sprite style to like the original NES and the SNES ones. Yeah. yeah. So I guess those those are kind of the missed ones that I feel especially bad about. But uh, Paul, any ones you feel you've overlooked that Skyward Sword? Right. Okay. Yeah, I think we. I think we all. No, you beat. Did you beat Skyward Sword, Nathan? Oh yeah, yeah. I played uh, that pretty intensely uh, some months ago, earlier this year. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was pretty caught up in that. Again, that that there's that one dungeon that really bothered me, but whatever. Um, that's it though. That the just recent ones. You're not, you know. Hey, those Game Boy ones. Did you fi- finish? Yeah, all I those? played them. I didn't finish okay. them, but I played them. I did yeah. finish Link's Awakening, but not Oracle games. So okay, and I, yep. yeah, I got stuck in ages. So okay, is there is there other questions? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, another Twitter one. I'm just trying to see where the last one. Okay, there it is. Okay, so this comes on Twitter from Meowth900, the same person that sent in that voicemail. 
Uh-huh. Hey guys, did you like Skyward Sword? If yes, what did you like about it? If not, why not? I hated it because I haven't played it. Okay. It just didn't grab me. I think at that point I had just been burnt down on Zelda. It wasn't like anything to do with the way they introduced it or whatever. It's just I I will admit it was also kind of slow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I <laughs> I've already kind of rattled on about it quite a bit, but um, I I I guess I haven't said it on this podcast, so I might as well. Just the dungeon where they introduce the bow, they kind of design it to be really really big, and that results in backtracking taking forever. So you're just kind of running up a gigantic hallway for like 35 seconds or whatever just to realize Gross. you actually are in the wrong place and you need to shoot an arrow out the window at this crystal or whatever. Like I just got stuck in a way that I felt wasn't a hundred, like not exactly wasn't my fault, but it was just like really tedious to figure it out. And I got kind of really angry at it for a while, but I was like really feeling it up to that point. So I was like, I'm going to muscle through this cause I want to see where this goes. But that was definitely a low point for me. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, I, I liked much of what that game did. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll get back to you on my feelings on it, I guess, when I play it. Okay. Okay. Next, Flyzer97. Uh, can you compare 2D to 3D Zelda games when picking your favorite, or do you separate them into leagues of their own? Kind of answered this earlier. I separate them because I have a favorite of each. Separate. Okay. But you, 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 I thought you said you kind of prefer the. the I, I do prefer the 2D, but I do consider them separate. Okay. Um. I don't know. I, I guess I, I don't make too much distinguish between them. I, I, I haven't really. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like aspects of Phantom Hourglass are still kind of the top-down thing, isometric, but it does some 3D tinkering here and there. I, I don't know. Um. I, but I guess, yeah, my introduction to it was 3D, so maybe there's kind of different expectations based on wh- which one I'm approaching. More so when they came out, maybe. It's like, oh, this is an older one, so... Sure. Yeah. yeah. I can agree with that, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so last one I got here. Uh, S underscore Knight 1214. Which Zelda game had the most innovation and uniqueness to you guys? Majora's Mask. Probably but, Majora's Mask. Although at the time, Ocarina of Time. Well, yeah, it, like I, because like a lot completely. of the, a lot of the fundamentals, like in Majora's Mask, it was like iterative at best on some of that stuff. Um, in terms of like just the targeting and the general navigation, or whatever. But in terms of kind of like the the story conceit or like the mechanics around that Majora's Mask, probably. Um, it's also at least hard one, to say, though. Yeah, like, which one brought the most to the table? Like, I mean, like, the first Legend of Zelda game brought a lot to gaming, just as, like, right. And then after that, the uh, Adventure of Link is completely different from the first one. Link to the Past is completely different in most ways. It's kind of more iterative on the first one, but... Well, it's, like, like, really polished... Improved. You know, ...take on yeah. the same core ideas, right? And then Link's Awakening does weird stuff. And then like, Ocarina of Time... So, like, the first five, arguably, you could just be like, well, they all did their own sort of thing somehow. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, each one is bringing a lot of new stuff to the table. Because, like, you know, even with, like, some of the more recent ones, like, sometimes the new thing seems almost just gimmicky. 
like you you were kind of like ah motion controls and it's like well yeah it doesn't change everything but sure. it's kind of a neat addition to it or like like the new one that's coming out like doesn't it have kind of like you turn flat and walk around walls or something it's almost like paper mario stuff or something yeah you can traverse through walls to get around pits and stuff like that yeah which i don't know what the story thing for, behind that is but okay like that that's fine i guess instruments got added at some point those just became a thing you need in them it's like there's a flute or a wand like a baton or the ocarina all that stuff that I yeah like this that got stuff. accepted after ocarina of time yeah i'm trying to think is there yeah there's some manner of instrument in skyward sword as well it's less key but it's still there um i don't know yeah that, that i guess yeah ocarina brought a lot to the table i might have to point at that one as being maybe the most revelatory like at least in my lifetime right because i mean the original one kind of i was too young or not even really conscious to appreciate any of that what was happening so Hmm. the one that like you know turned heads was ocarina of time eventually after i got over the chicken thing what about for you now though like speaking from nathan in 2013 uniqueness yeah like honestly it has to be Majora's Mask. Majora's like, Mask, probably. The one I'd be like, which one would you consider like writing at length about? Oh, Majora's Mask. Like, sure. You know, you know that that's the one I've kind of been like, this does so many totally crazy ideas that I wish would be revisited. Like, yeah, Majora's Mask. Um, so there I you go. I agree with that. Yeah. There it is again. So that's it. Yeah. We that's did it, guys. Thing. We talked about Zelda. Yay! Zelda. Scratch it off your bucket list, because it's done. How'd you know? Now my bucket list is empty. <laughs> that was yeah. the only thing. Now yeah. I can die peacefully. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's done. See you guys. It is done. It is finished. <laughs> it is yeah. finished. I was going to go that sacrilegious, but there you go. You took it. Yeah. <laughs> went, you went with it all the way. All right, Nathan. Enough, but okay. Nathan, yep. thank you for joining us. Always yes, a pleasure. For letting me do that. Um, Good time. And we'll be back in a few years with the next episode. Oh. See you guys later. Now, if it's earlier, it'll be like a funny surprise. In the future, we talk about retro. It's technically true. I know, that's true. We should talk about the future, then. We should. How do you feel about the PlayStation 5? <laughs> well, you know, I feel it's well, I'm already burned the out PlayStation the... 4. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't really add anything, yeah, I agree. Just motion control for everything. <laughs> Super weird, you pay, like... Motion, even motion control or... using the system itself. Yeah, you now have to move the system around the room. I'm, I'm sick of controlling everything with my mind. I wish I could just go back to a controller. Yeah, that thought headband thing just really it starts to hurt after a while. I don't know. One size fits all my ass. I start to it's I don't know. I think mine's effective because I start to remember things that haven't happened. So. Oh, it's like predictive. That's weird. You've been playing too much, dude. Yeah. He's become a precog. We have to call the Thought Police. <laughs> That's like, Every- yeah, it has radiation in it. Like, you're kidding, your mind. <laughs>
Like, who's that dude in Hulk with, like, the giant head? Oh, no, it's Green Lantern. Right? Yeah. Uh, oh, there's there was both. a dude there's with the big both. head. Yeah. Are you talking there's about like, Sinestro or Brainiac? There's, like, the leader, and then there's Brainiac. Oh. Way, it's, like, yeah, brain swollen up. <laughs> <laughs> because of technology. Playing that new Legend of Zelda. Retro, Retro I kind of thought it might go like that, but there you go. You I also don't think I actually said. I don't think I said retro kill skin. I think I said retro kill skin. <laughs> Do you want to try again? Take two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, take two. <laughs> okay. You brought more production value to this thing John and I started doing than we ever have. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, caught up in a movie thing right now. Okay. Three, two, one. Retro, Retro kill screen. screen. <laughs> <laughs> like four octaves. Okay. <laughs> just edit, like, tweak those so that it's all lined up. We'll fix I it in post. Yeah, each of go. us individually say Retro Kill Screen, and then you layer them. Ooh. That technically already happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was done automatically, actually. Really? Well, All it's right. layered, right? The way we said it? Well, the way we said it was layered, but it's like a mess. So I'm just saying, like, I just go but the, retro kill. See, I was, <laughs> I was hoping that it would be a mess, because I don't want it to sound, like, good. I want it to just be like, blah, 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 blah. Boom, 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 boom. Retro kill screen. Okay. <laughs> 